0: When volcanic ash covered the Pacific Islands of Tonga and cut-off communications following a massive mid-January explosion, the majority of the world seemed caught off guard at both the scale and the impact of the underwater eruption. And so in our week-long special interview series, we want to explore the nature of that underwater eruption and its ripple effects. And today on our final episode, we examine... How vulnerable is South Korea to a volcanic eruption? Are we well prepared? Joining us on the line for a further discussion is associate professor of the Geological Sciences Department at Chungnam National University, Professor Kim Seung-sub joins us on the line. Good morning, Professor Kim.
1: Good morning.
0: Thank you for joining us. Uh, let's jump into our discussion topic. Uh, Japan was hit by a tsunami after Tonga's volcanic eruption, but South Korea was seemingly, seemingly unaffected. So how do you explain that very difference? I mean, geographically, we're very close to each other.
1: Uh, yes, uh, it's mainly because of the geographical location of the Korean peninsula. So tsunami waves uh, basically propagated from the Tonga volcano. And then as we know, the Tonga volcano is located from the, at the uh, Southern Pacific Ocean. So the wave is basically blocked by the uh, islands of Japan. So we are, so at the time we basically were safe. And then, you know, we didn't experience any uh, unusual behaviors along the coastlines.
0: So it's almost as if Japan was blocking the tsunami for us because it lies between the waves, essentially. But following the eruption, tsunamis were detected not just in the Pacific, but in the Atlantic, Caribbean, uh, Mediterranean as well. The impact, it seemed, was much bigger than any of the warnings predicted. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, but if there were to be another similar eruption as big as Tonga's, would that have an impact on the south korean peninsula too
1: um yes um so as you said yes the volcanic eruption actually caused a very uh global wide impact uh especially like the tsunami waves uh, traveled to many different locations around the world um so uh, So how can you assess any impacts on the South Korea? It basically depends on the magnitude of volcanic eruption and then probably the distance between the South Korea and then the eruption site. Mm -hmm. So we can think that, um, for example, uh, the 1883 eruption of Krakatoa, Indonesia, was very massive. Mm -hmm. So it basically caused a volcanic winter. So because of the unusually large amount of sulfur dioxide was injected into the air basically, so that this gas-leach clouds actually blocked the uh, more incoming light from the sun than usual. Mm -hmm. So it basically dropped the uh, uh, average temperature Mm -hmm. in uh, 1884. So this is sort of like a global impact so that the South Korea can uh, experience such global impact too. But if the so eruption site is a bit close to South Korea, mm-hmm. then we have to deal with any like volcanic ashes uh, falling down the sky. Mm-hmm. And also maybe we experience like a dramatic changes of scenery like, uh, you know, newly formed islands or disappeared islands mm-hmm. and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, well, in generally speaking, yes, we are Sort of like safe from any volcanic activities, but uh, we will also experience this kind of global impacts from any uh, Mm -hmm. massive and then huge volcanic eruptions Mm -hmm. on any side of uh, Earth.
0: Uh, Ripple effects, essentially, as you said, ashfall, the cooling effect, these are the things that we may be able to experience. Uh, I know this is a pretty general and a big question to throw at you so early in the morning, but are we ever safe from volcanic activities, even if uh, an active volcano is not necessarily nearby? Yeah,
1: I think generally speaking, as yes, we are sort of like safe. Okay. Uh, although we do have um, nearby volcanoes, very active volcanoes along the you know, islands of Japan. Mm. But um, the air is usually moving not from Japan to Korea. So we probably safe from the any volcanic ashes. But we may be experiencing like earthquakes mm. if the volcanic eruption is very large enough.
0: Mm. And that's another point of contention, isn't it? Have we earthquake-proof the uh, high rises in metropolitan cities in Korea? I do wonder. What about the possibilities of a volcano eruption happening right here on the Korean, uh, Korean Peninsula? Do, do you think there is a likeliness of volcanoes in Ulungdo, Jeju-do, or Pechusan exploding and have a devastating effect?
1: Yes, um, I think it is uh, possible. Mm. But to answer the question more precisely, I think we need to distinguish probab- uh, probability uh, from possibility. So, for example, as so we, we were thinking about, uh, we are talking about this Tonga volcano. So, the previous major eruption of Tonga volcano happened about like a thousand years ago. Mm-hmm. So, it implies that uh, it is probable to experience another huge eruption from the same volcano a thousand years later. So in nature, we have many possibilities, but not all the not all of them uh, are likely to happen mm. repeatedly. Mm. So, um, so how frequent it would happen requires more careful assessment mm. of the any available data. So, so it is possible, I think, to observe volcanic eruptions from Ulumdo, Jeju-do, back to sun because we know that there is magmatic chamber is active below these uh, volcanoes, mm. but all the volcanic eruption is not exclusive. Mm. So the nature of the magma below these volcanoes will decide what, ca- what kind of type mm. of eruption we will experience. So if the magma is rich in gas, mm. yes, we probably will have very explosive nature of eruption. But if we don't have many gas inside, so that means that even if eruption uh, can happen, but the, the lava is basically flow very easily, so we probably have just some, you know, flowing of lava, so we can block these uh, flows in many different ways. Mm. So the any uh, disaster will be minimized compared to uh, any this uh, explosive volcanic event. Mm. Um, so, but you know this Ulundu uh, and jeju is very narrow island. Mm. So if, if if that happens, the people living nearby or living on these volcanoes, yes, will have direct impact on their lives and their properties. Mm-hmm. So um, we need to prepare for that. So to do that, we really have to uh, basically develop a thorough understanding of this nature of the volcanoes. And if this, there is any magma chamber is available, you know, what kind of magma is basically fitted from the deep earth. Mm-hmm. So that's... Uh, is basically a very um, mm. important key mm. uh, to prepare any event if that happens from mm. these volcanoes.
0: So it seems that data compilation is always something that's touted by any scientist that wants to better observe and understand a volcanic activity yes. in this case. Uh, do you, From what I understand, South Korea has a capability to do that. Do you think we're monitoring it closely enough with the technology that's available?
1: Um, I think we do have some... Uh, effort, uh, mm. previous effort, but um, I don't think that was enough at mm. the time because, mm. you know, um, people now is taking very uh, interest in this Tonga volcano because Tonga volcano was, was very, uh, you know, it showed us the power of nature basically by this one single event. Mm. So, but you know, time passed by. You know, this event it will not happen every year, every hour. So. Mm that kind of limit the scientists to investigate, uh, you know, our funding money to mm-hmm. understand this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So we need actually basically uh, have to prepare this uh, like a thousand years, you know, mm-hmm. period event or, you know, 5,000 years of event, you know, that kind of thing is kind of not immediately impact us, mm-hmm. but we really have to prepare, you know, the, basically, the future generation to, mm-hmm. um to, to prevent this kind of, to understand this sort of like a natural uh, natural disaster. So mm-hmm. I think we do have capabilities, but we really didn't put this, our capabilities into uh, this sort of monitoring of the uh, earthquakes and the monitoring of these uh, volcanic activities around the uh, mm-hmm. Korean Peninsula. Mm-hmm.
0: Based on your expert opinions, I think you may have covered it already in parts during our interview. What can we learn from the Tonga eruption?
1: Uh, I think the Tonga eruption is basically demonstrates the dynamics of the solid earth. Uh, you know, we easily visualize the movement of water and air and ocean and things like that, but the, not the movement of the rocks. So magma is basically the molten rocks, but these molten rocks can migrate from deep earth to the shallow surface for a very long time span. So as for Tonga, as I said, it took about a thousand years to basically to have this eruption. So we know uh, that the interior of Earth is very dynamic. But, but there are too many unanswered questions mm-hmm. lying near this Kunga uh, Tonga volcano. So how the eruption has changed its morphology and the one nature of the magma was. Mm-hmm. And then the magma is entirely amp- emptied or refilling now. If the magma is, is to be refueled, where the feeding system is, mm. you know, where this magma is coming from and what material did come out during this eruption and how much. And lastly, the eruption is completed or not. So, in fact, to answer some of these questions, and the group of Korean scientists is planning to survey this eruption site, actually, is in coming April. So, we are from the universities and institutes. So, among them, the major force is uh, Korea Polar Research Institute. It's called COPRI. Mm-hmm. So, COPRI runs annual Antarctic expeditions using ice-breaking research vessel own. So this uh, experience is usually happening between mid-October to March. Mm. So that means this uh, ice-breaking research vessel Aragon is now actually near the Jangbogo station, Antarctica. Mm. So it will return to Korea in April. So it means Aragon can visit these remote islands with less effort because the eruption site actually on the return route. So last week, actually, we contacted Tonga Geological Services to propose a sort of rapid response science project uh, with Aragon. And then we got the favorable answer this Tuesday, actually. So we are very excited to have uh, this opportunity to visit this very unusual Mm -hmm. and historic eruption site Mm -hmm. uh, for a Korea-initiated rapid science uh, project and then collect various data using a Korean research vessel mm. Araon. So we hope we can update you know all of the world using this newly collected data from this upcoming mm. uh, expedition to Hunga Tonga.
0: Professor Kim, from what little I've uh, learned throughout this week of our Tonga special is that uh, because of nature of the Tonga uh, eruption, which was underwater, understanding, uh, deciphering and researching on it may take a significant amount of time. However, in its process, we hope to get some updates from you. Thank you very much for uh, joining us this morning and have a safe weekend. Thank you.